I'm enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Some 100 odd years ago, a motley collection of tough mustaches galloped across the West and left behind a raft of legends and ledger domains. And it seems a reasonable conjecture that if there are any television sets up in cowboy heaven, and any one of these rough and woolly nail eaters could see with what careless abandon their names and exploits are being bandied about, they're very likely turning over in their graves, or worse, getting out of them. Which gives you a clue as to the proceedings that'll begin in just a moment, when one Mr. Rance McGrew, a 3,000 buck a week phony baloney, discovers that this week's current edition of Make Believe is being shot on location, and that location is the Twilight Zone. Keith Conrad and Sean Majors continuing our joyful little uh, jaunt through the Twilight Zone. And uh, now we're up to episode 85, which is showdown with Rance McGrew and Sean. Uh, this, this is, does this count as a Western? <laughs> um, I think it absolutely does. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy. I just don't know if this is one of my least favorite episodes of all time or not. I wonder, like, if they're – I always kind of uh, try and watch these episodes through, like, the eyes of, like, a family with, like, 2.5 kids in mm-hmm. the 60s. And this just seems to be the one that, like, dad likes. Oh, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the kids are mad because there aren't any aliens. Uh, well, that we know of. I mean, there, there might be uh, – It's true. So uh, it, it's following uh, Rance McGrew, which I, I'm having a hard time figuring out if like the character is named Rance McGrew or <laughs> if he's named Rance McGrew or if it's the same for both. I don't think there are many series where the the you know like actor just used their real name. But. Yeah, it is. It is weird. He is. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia. The plot says actor Rance McGrew, who stars in a TV series as the fictional heroic marshal of the same name. Okay, so they actually did. Rance McGrew, starring Rance McGrew. <laughs> that, that's a little weird. Yeah, I, I don't think I remember that uh, ever actually being the case in reality. So, <laughs> if like the it's like the first off-putting thing that we've like actually experienced in eighty-five episodes of the Twilight Zone, a guy playing himself it, it, but not himself. <laughs> yeah, and, and it might actually be intentional because he's not supposed to be a good guy. He's supposed to be kind of right. a dude. Oh yeah, and so I think that just sort of adds to the douchiness. Uh, having him, you know, we, we presume demand to be called, uh, you know, the character be called his real name. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we're watching him. First of all, I, I believe he's uh, fashionably late to film whatever he's he's there to film. He's a real and, prima donna. Uh, yeah. So so just right, you know, first he's using his real name. He's showing up late. Uh, you know, clearly they're setting up that this is not uh, a real, you know, salt of the earth kind of guy. Exactly. And then uh, he does a, a, a bunch of takes really badly. And then, uh, you know, he starts to get, uh, you know, a little bit of a groove, but there, there's basically a montage of him uh, anytime that, you know, anything remotely dangerous happens, he calls for a stunt double. You know, yeah. I, and- and he and doesn't. It's quite a few. Like there, there's one where he has to like jump off a bar, and he calls yeah. for stunt double. <laughs> he I, does. If I was the stunt double, I'm not sure if I would 
like that because it, it's easy work or I would just be annoyed. <laughs> hey, he's union. He's getting paid regardless. Um, but it's, it's, it's very clear that Rance McGrew as Rance McGrew is just not worried about getting fired. No. Well, and and who could blame him? Because, you know, what are they going to do? Find another person named <laughs> and, and recast the series? So, yeah, very I mean, he, uh, anybody has job security. It's Rance McGrew. Exactly. You can't you can't replace Rance McGrew. Certainly not um, as Rance McGrew. So, so there's a number of things. So, uh, you know, first of all, we've established that I, I think really both of us don't like the Western episodes we're, we're kind of kind of checked out on those. I think I might like it more if it just wasn't, if it wasn't like once every five episodes, it's just, it's well, a lot. Yeah. Well, well it's like I, I said uh, very early in, uh, in our podcast adventure here, I, I feel like a lot of these stories were sort of like written on the fly based on what sets <laughs> were available that week. And this time, this time of uh, the century, you're definitely going to have a, yeah. you know, more uh, more Western sets that you can, you know, swing a cat at. So, and which, by the way, if it turns out that that my theory is actually true, and and it may be that you know, like in the Encyclopedia of the Twilight Zone, there's there's a number of different. Uh, you know, books out there about the yeah. arrival of the Twilight Zone may, may turn out that that's actually the case. If it is, like we may roll our eyes at it uh, so many years later. But I think uh, this is oh, um, yeah. the, you know, when you think about it, like Rod Serling writing so many episodes and and turning it, you know, having 30 episode seasons and things like that. It's kind of the equivalent of, you know, on the, the, the Beatles documentary, get back. They were trying to write a whole album and do it live, record, record it live in like two weeks. So it's kind of, it's impressive that, that he was able to do what he did. It, it is. It, you're, you're a hundred percent right. Because <clears throat> yes, like, Sometimes cowboys go go to space and sometimes astronauts are trapped in the old west, but it's always like a new separate storyline, which I think is a lot more than you can say for like, do you remember sports night? The Aaron oh, yeah, yeah. I was actually a fan of uh, of Sports Night. Loved that show. I literally wore out like the six DVD set and had to rebuy it in college because I watched it so much. But it really is just like fifty eight episodes of the same thing over and over again. And I mean, it, great acting, like fun dialogue, etc. Love everything about the show. But like, I, I I feel like that's an example of just kind of like you know making the making the same episode over and over again, where like. Like if you were writing the the description of the episode, <laughs> you never really Casey tries to go it. after Dana, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, Dan, unlucky in love or family life, you, you know. So, um, but like in this, you know, I I think it's coming up with so much more than uh, than the cards that you're dealt with, and you know, I may not like this episode, I may not like most of the the many many westerns, but you know, it was a sign of the times, and it, they made it interesting. You know, I didn't hate my life while watching this. So. No, no, uh, we we hated Rance McGrew, but we did not hate our lives. So, of course, you know, absolutely. <laughs> score one for uh, for Rod Serling and the crew. Uh, 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 go ahead. Um, I forgot what what reference that you made that uh, right before I started talking about sports night. I apologize. Uh, probably the the Beatles and uh, oh yes, the Beatles. I, I have to ask you this. This yeah, is the new like Peter Jackson, Jackson right, right now. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. So for some reason, when I see, I haven't seen it, but I, of course I've seen like the commercials. I'm getting a real uncanny Valley situation here. Is it just because the cameras are so like, is it so remastered that they look like they're coming out of my TV or am I officially an old man? Uh, I think you might officially be an old man. I I will say that, uh, you know, like it's all shot on film. Yes, that might be it. That probably actually was not like you wouldn't be expecting to see the footage that you're seeing in on film. Okay, that Um, might be it. And of course, like, you know, how often do you see, you know, non palm young uh, uh, Beatles interacting with each other? You know, for a long, long period of time, if it's not like grainy, you know, 60s or 70s footage. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, so I think that that's probably it. It, it may also be possible. Like, I, I think they they even mentioned at one point that it was on um, 16 millimeter. Oh, OK. That makes sense. Uh, so it may be that like he's trying to upscale, you know, that it, that it was good quality footage to begin with, but he's actually upscaling it anyway and. And that that may be it, but I, I'm watching it on my giant 65 inch TV, and yeah. um, it's uh, it it looks pretty good. There's there's no nice. uncanny valley stuff going on. So <laughs> beautiful. If, if that was if that was dissuading you from watching it, I would I would go ahead and watch it. Excellent. Uh, so there's another uh, uh, you know side jag from the from the Twilight Zone from from which we're we're becoming famous. But usually it's about you know, <laughs> the Simpsons or Futurama, not. The Beatles. So get back is this week's Keith's pick. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, so Rance is uh, about to shoot a scene where um, uh, Jesse James is uh, going to shoot him. Right. <clears throat> as Jesse James is known to do uh, in real life and uh, on TV. When the real Jesse James uh, shows up and, uh, Will the real Jesse James please stand up? Please stand up. <laughs> and uh, so, so I get you know we did uh, the episode uh, a while back, a game of pool, yes. where uh, uh, Fats is basically in heaven, just sitting at a pool table surrounded by clouds, <laughs> just waiting, and j- just waiting for somebody to challenge him. And I wonder if that's where Jesse James was before all this happened. Um, if that's the case, then I would imagine Jesse James and, you know, Billy, the kid is referenced later on all those like famous characters, real life or non. Uh, I imagine they're pretty busy around this time. If, it, if, if, even if they're just going to twilight zone episodes. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of Western stuff going on. <laughs> um, I mean, we're also making the assumption that Jesse James and Billy, the kid are in heaven. Which yeah, I true, know, true. I, there are probably some people that would feel uh, feel pretty strongly in the other direction about that, <laughs> especially people who saw the the Brady Bunch episode about uh, Billy the Kid. I believe it was <laughs> the Billy the Kid. I recently listened to a podcast on uh, on Billy the Kid. If, if you were to tell me, I would be even just the marginally uh, interested in his story. I'd call you crazy. It is fascinating, man. Like he was, he was just a tiny little guy, hence the kid, like right. just c- kind of like a Robin hood dude. And uh, yeah, just could like pull off amazing gun tricks and like, you know, uh, 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 horse riding and stuff like that is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, the most amazing thing is the fact that you were able to find a true crime podcast. 
we should start one of those. I I, I think I think the uh, the market is ripe and definitely not flooded for a true crime. So, so look out for Sean and Keith investigate. <laughs> it's a new spinoff of a time enough at last. Oh God, God, because God knows I haven't uh, started enough podcasts. <laughs> let, let's just add another one to the to the big bonfire of content. <laughs> You know, I remember going to – I visited L.A. in uh, 2005, which is the last time I was there. And uh, my friends and I went into a Scientology uh, center <clears throat> to get a tour. And they like – at the very end, they they show you like every publication that L. Ron Hubbard uh, uh, put together. And right. it's like – you know, it's, it is it is the epitome of like quantity over quality because like <clears throat> they just show you like a wall – of like, you know, uh, magazine covers. And then that wall like recedes and another one, you know, they show you more and et cetera, et cetera. So you see like thousands of his works. That's what I imagine. Like eventually what your podcast library will get up to. I can see that. Yeah. And well, it'll be quantity and quality, not just well, quantity. clearly, clearly. Um, the, the, this episode is heading to the, uh, to the broadcasting hall of fame after, after we're done. I mean, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Jesse James and uh, and it, it be, he's basically speaking for the uh, the 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 uh, you know Western cavalcade of the damned. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I know he mentions Billy the Kid, and I think there there may be a couple other uh, ne'er do wells who who get shout outs in that. But yeah. basically, the gist is the the outlaws are not pleased. Uh, with the way they're being portrayed on uh, on Rance McGrew's show, because mm. basically he beats all of them. He's he's like Perry Mason in the Old West, where he just <laughs> and uh, he, I would have well, gone with Columbo, but I'll take Perry Mason. It, it, it's it's funny that um, you know, like they they're not upset about being portrayed as you know robbing banks and and, no, and, trains so. and things like that. They, they're they're just upset that they keep losing all the time, <laughs> especially to Ransom McGrew, who can't outdraw a crayon. No, he he cannot. And uh, I, we, you know, in fairness, I'd be pretty mad about that too. If I had if I had some uh, some street cred like Jesse James and, and oh, Billy yeah. too, I would be a little upset that this you know. This this scrawny little punk is uh, is is beating us all the time in the in the fictional Western world. A hundred percent. And like you know, uh, when when Jesse James first gets there, you really see like the height difference between right. Rance and, and Jesse. So like to your point, this like pipsqueak, he probably is like you know <laughs> like four eleven and playing like a you know a, a, a gunslinger, which probably is. Uh, Another source of uh, <clears throat> ire for Jesse James. Yeah, he's four eleven and a buck fifty soaking wet. <laughs> he's Billy the Kid. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know he's probably scrawny compared to Billy the Kid, but but now we're supposed to believe he's he's beating all of them. Uh, you know, not very realistic, but hey, you know westerns weren't very real, realistic at the time. Um, so you know, it's not like it's uh, completely out of character. So basically, Jesse James decides he wants to he wants to challenge Rance to a uh, to a showdown, and uh, Rance uh, does say that he's never uh, actually fired a gun in his life. Um, yeah, apparently, even firing a gun, they bring in the stunt double or something. Yeah. <laughs> or he once worked with Alec Baldwin, and he's afraid to handle guns with anything actually loaded in them. Too soon. Oh, how do things like that even happen? 
I, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, he, he tells uh, Jesse James that uh, he'll do anything to, to make it up to him and the rest of the baddies. Anything at all. Uh, and so uh, Rance McGrew suddenly finds himself back in the set, surrounded by uh, all the the very annoyed uh, co-workers on, on whatever uh, he was filming. And uh, then uh, they, they call cut, and we find out that uh, Rance McGrew's agent is nearby. Yes. And wants to talk to him. And it turns out the agent is one Jesse James. Oh, yeah. Um, who is dressed to the T, my friend. <laughs> yes. He, he, he's trying to fit in. He's, he, he doesn't want uh, people to think he's standing out in uh, I in watched. Uh, I, I watched. I watched this about four or five days ago. But like, am I remembering right that he had like a leopard print like jacket on or shirt or something like that, or was I it houndstooth? I couldn't tell with the black and white. Yeah, I want to say he had like a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, it was. It was definitely like a like a Charlie Sheen uh, two and a half men special. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> in, that, uh, in that genre. And uh, so, so basically, he's come to doctor the uh, the scripts a little bit, and uh, make sure that the the baddies from the old west are getting their uh, getting their their due. And uh, basically, apparently, now he's going to compensate by losing all the time instead of winning all the time. I would um, re- I, I understand that he's like a main character in this episode, but I would really love to see like a uh, like a, a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern about how Jesse James like goes on uh, how he adapts to his new life in the new world as an agent. Yeah, that that would be a great spinoff. It, it really would. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it'd be more of a spinoff than like, because uh, I guess Ro- Rosencrantz and Guildenstern was kind of a prequel. <laughs> a, l- a little bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying, uh, because, you know, when you stop and think about it, yeah, he suddenly dropped into the modern <laughs> world. Um, I'm sure he enjoys it for a little bit, but then, yeah. you know, how does he adjust? Even after, you know, a few decades of, of living in the afterlife. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it maybe that would have mellowed him a little bit, but he's probably, uh, you know, he, he's still Jesse James. Yeah, I'm going to say he's arrested within a week trying to shoot somebody to. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if he would literally tell people that he's Jesse James, and <laughs> uh, you know, he, he would get he would get sent to an insane asylum or something. <laughs> Or if right. he'd just be like, no, actually, you know, he wouldn't because he would just be the colorful Hollywood agent who says that he was Jesse James in a past life. Mm, true, true. Yeah, like, like that. That doesn't seem out of character now uh, in Hollywood. No. Let alone in, in 1962. Yeah, in fact, he'd probably uh, get more clients that way. He he might, yeah. Uh, you know, especially uh, you know when you consider the fact that uh, you know Jesse. James was known to get money for, for people, yeah. Oh, yeah. The evolution of the so-called adult Western and the metamorphosis of one Rance McGrew, formerly phony baloney, now upright citizen, with a preoccupation with all things involving tradition, truth, and cowpoke predecessors. It's the way the cookie crumbles and the six-gun shoots in the Twilight Zone. Cabotron 